From the Hollywood Renaissance Hotel in Los Angeles, California, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of April 20th, 2011. From Los Angeles, California, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined in a suite in the Hollywood Renaissance Hotel by my good friends Kathy Worling, Teresa Eccles, Walter Eccles, and Nancy Johnson in the Peanut Gallery. Uh, ben and Tracy Heinrichs, along with Yvette and Emil Van Leeuwen. And I said it right, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh my God, oh, Jason, Jason. <laughs> I know your name, Jason. I really know your name, Jason Wren. Um, and uh, uh, forgive the odd nature of uh, this week's show. This is a very impromptu show for those who are not reading the boards. Uh, Kevin's mom, has uh, t- her health has taken a turn for the worse. And, uh, uh, you know, we're certainly hoping for the best. But at the moment, things do not look good. Uh, so uh, the team in Orlando, unable to do a show, and I figured since I have uh, half the team here with me and uh, plenty of fans of the show here with me as well, that uh, you know we'll do an impromptu show uh, to put something up. Um, we have no idea what this show is going to be about yet. Uh, we're just kind of winging it. Uh, it is, as we're recording this, Monday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time on April 18th. And uh, tomorrow, we're on our adventure, for those who are not aware, uh, we're on our one of our Adventures by Disney backstage magic tours. That's why we're out here in California. And <clears throat> tomorrow is what is affectionately known as Hell Day uh, on the ABD tour. Those of us who have done it before, Tracy and Jason and Walter, um, know full well that uh, it's a great day tomorrow. It's the day we get to go to Walt Disney Imagineering, the Walt Disney Studios, and we arrive at Disneyland. So it's a lot of fun, but it's also a very busy day. We still have to pack. (laughs) We have to pack because we have to have our bags uh, ready at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. So it's just kind of crazy. And uh, I saw the notice go out uh, while we were having dinner that uh, there was not going to be a show this week, which is totally understandable. But uh, since we have missed so many shows, I, I really didn't want to let that. I, I really, I really want. I figured, you know what? I've got a microphone, I've got a laptop, I've got my team. Let's just let's just do a show. Let's just do a show. So I, I can't tell you what it's going to be about. I think uh, Teresa and Kathy are going to talk about their experience just a few minutes ago, literally. Uh, of seeing Jimmy Kimmel live. Um, that was one of the options they had tonight. Um, we saw that we saw we got to go backstage at Jimmy Kimmel live as part of our tour. And uh, about 10, uh, 10, 10 members of our group got tickets to go see uh, J- Jimmy Kimmel. The rest of us had a fabulous meal. At, at, uh, <laughs> what's that, Teresa? We haven't eaten yet. Do you want some carrot cake? I was going to take it on the I'm thinking pasta, pizza, <laughs> be a steak. <laughs> so we had a we had a magnificent meal at the grill. I I had Jason and I had the best short ribs we have ever tasted in our lives. Um, it was absolutely sublime. They were so good, so good. Clapped my ass off. <laughs> We're not editing the show, uh, Teresa, so... If it helps, my shrimp was overcooked. If that helps you, Good God. All my scallops were perfect. Had to pee and clap my ass off. <laughs> okay, we got it the first time. <laughs> okay, wow. And then she's going to drink more Dr. Pepper on top of that. Yeah, really. Okay, well, anyway... Um, <laughs> This is like this is going to be a very disjointed show, folks. I'm not making any pretense that this show is going to be normal, um, but it is what it is. Uh, we're going to call this uh, the stream of consciousness show. Um, and Yvette's, Yvette's like emotional. 
She had a pina colada at dinner. Is this what is this what happens, Emil? Is this what happens? Nothing good can come from alcohol. I told you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, this coming from somebody. This coming from somebody who's three sheets to the winds. Okay. Is that what I smell? <laughs> Do not light a match near him. Cousin Glenn. Walter's Walter's beverage of choice when we're vacationing is Glenn Fittich, uh, uh whiskey, scotch, whatever. And so we say, when he starts, we say, oh, Cousin Glenn's coming to dinner. And Cousin Glenn came to dinner. He also came to the room. <laughs> he was in the lobby. <laughs> and his remnants are here with us now. Look how red his face And he is. He's beat red right now. So. And just giggling like a schoolgirl in heat. <laughs> I'm hoping the mic picked that up. I'm really hoping the mic picked that up. <laughs> the expression, if it didn't pick it up, giggling like a schoolgirl in heat. Um, all right, just there are some things in housekeeping I know we have to talk about. Podcast Cruise 3.0 um, is completely closed now. Uh, we're not accepting wait lists uh, anymore. Um, no, she can talk. She's allowed to talk. Ben is sitting there shushing his mother. Isn't this supposed to go the other way around? Um, but I um, just want to let everybody know that we have completely closed off Podcast Cruise 3.0. 4.0 is at the halfway point. We're about halfway there now uh, to our, our max capacity for that group. Um, if you're interested in joining us on one of these trips... Uh, you can uh, visit the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, and there are links there to information about the podcast cruise. Um, I can tell you now the genius is hard at work on ideas for things to do. The uh, podcast cruise 3.0 is a, a, a five-night sailing, and 4.0, which is in December of 2012, uh, is a seven-night sailing. So... We're looking forward to those events as well. And also, you know, without Kevin being here, I may be speaking out of turn, but I believe we have two slots open on the uh, London-Paris Adventures by Disney trip, uh, which is going to be September 2nd through the 10th of 2011. This is for those who are living under a rock or... Did it stop recording? No, it's okay. It's, no, it's recording. Right? Yes, it's recording. Okay. Well, I'm using different software that I normally use because I don't have my normal computer. I brought my MacBook Air. So I'm really praying that this little computer, the little computer that could, can record this show. I'm really hoping. Um, but so far, so good. Knock wood. Um, but uh, this is a special uh, – this London-Paris trip is a special trip that uh, we have contracted with Adventures by Disney. This trip was created specifically for our group. It is the Adventures by Disney Nights and Lights Tour of London and Paris that is generally available. However, we have added on three days, two nights at Disneyland Paris uh, with a special itinerary prepared just for us by Adventures by Disney – a, an absolutely unique once-in-a-lifetime trip. If you're thinking about joining us, we encourage you to do so. Again, podcast.wdwinfo.com is where you can find information on that. And in the months to come, in the months to come, I'm going to have what I hope is some incredibly exciting news about some of the things we have planned for next year. Trust me when I tell you, if it works out the way, I hope it does. Oh, my God. That's all I'm going to say. I had a meeting on Friday. Oh, my God. There are a handful of people in this room that know what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. No, I'm not going to tell you because everybody will know. <laughs> talking to you is like talking to the press. It'll be all over Facebook. and So, all right. Anything else? Does anybody... Oh, thank you. The Power of 10, uh, our Power of 10 challenge, 
raising money for Give Kids the World. We are looking for 10,000 people willing to ask 10 friends to donate $10 to this very worthy organization. You can help us out right now. Go to your phone and text the word DIZ, G-K-T-W, DIZ, Give Kids the World, to 50555. That will send $10 automatically to Give Kids the World. You can find out more about that effort by going to the Power of 10 website. That's Power of 10.us power of 1010.us find out more about what we're doing find out different ways you can donate we've been running auctions uh we just sold uh the menus from the inaugural selling of the dream for $125 we're actually going to be sending out two copies of those uh one copy will be signed by the entire team the other copy will be pristine undefiled um by our grubby hands um and of course i'm i'm out here in california and i didn't think i didn't really think about the fact that that auction was going to end while i was here so it won't be until next week we'll get the next auction item up and uh, that of course will be a pair of walter's underwear no yes yes well i don't know i don't yeah we have we we actually have uh these great champagne flutes that say that from the christening cruise and from the inaugural sailing with the dates on them that were being handed out on deck to everybody. And we have many of them. We have dozens because Walter was chugging that champagne like it was water. I didn't, you know, there's options. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So, it's uh, we have some of those. We have actually we have a lot of stuff. We have a lot of stuff. I don't know if I'm putting those up next, but we have a lot of stuff going up. Uh, the next auction will go up next week, I promise. But uh, so it's uh, but yeah, we're auctioning off a lot of stuff. I think maybe next week I'm gonna instead of putting up something from the dream, I think I'm gonna put up maybe one of my piece of my artwork. I have uh, I have some of the I have some of the original. Actually, I think this is what I'll do. I have uh, some of the original cells from the Magic of Disney Animation series that was being sold at uh, Disney Hollywood Studios back in the mid '90s, mid to late '90s. Yeah, it was, I think it was mid '90s actually. Yeah. No, these are cells. These are hand-drawn cells um, that were done by the by the animation by the animators that were working there at. Um, at uh, at Hollywood store when it was MGM Studios, and uh, the initial one, I you, I, I, you kind of think you can find it any in too many places, is Mickey at the animators drawing board, it says the magic of Disney animation on it, very rare piece, um, and so I think maybe I'll put that up. It's one of my prized possessions, and uh, I'm going to set a high reserve for it though because I'm not parting with it unless it's going to raise real money. For Give Kids the World, all these auctions we do, 100% of the proceeds, 100% go to Give Kids the World. So it's a, uh, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to raise that million dollars. So thank you for reminding me of that event. Um, since we've been in Hollywood, uh, Kathy and I have been training for the Muddy Buddy, running up and down all the stairs and all this walking. We did several flights of escalators the other night that weren't working. So... Bring it on. 5000 right? 5000 I want $5,000, but it's got to be donated specifically saying Teresa and Kathy Muddy Buddy race. I want that $5,000 race specifically because people want to see you run that race. Walk that race, run that race, roll that race, whatever it is you're going to do to get through the race. That's what I want to see. So $5,000, $5,000 make Teresa and Kathy dress up in crazy looking outfits and run through mud. <laughs> and they're like chanting now. <laughs> so, all right. Anything else? Anything else I need for rap or for housekeeping? Uh, Anything going once, going twice? Okay, me with the news. Um, Walt Disney World helps, helps out late taxpayers. Walt Disney World is looking out for guests who 
may not have sent in their tax forms before leaving for vacation. An extra mail stop will be scheduled for the evening of Monday, April 18th, the day we're recording this, to make sure that guests have the opportunity to get their documents in by the deadline. The extra pickups will be from 6.05 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. at the same locations where mail was picked up earlier in the day. Not that this is going to matter to anybody listening to this because it's three days later, two days later by the time they hear it. But, you know, hey, Disney looking out for people who didn't file their taxes before they left on vacation. You know, I, I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know how many people, but... You know, Disney's prepared for them. Obviously, Disney thinks there's going to be people. But you know what? It might be local people just wanting that little Disney stamp. Yes, because that matters to the IRS. <laughs> now, maybe in the next week or two, Disney will promote how many people they, they helped with their income That's tax. Right. It'll be a press conference. Lots of little children. <laughs> this is the people we help with, our, with their income taxes. Um, and uh, speaking of, you know, Disney promoting their their good nature uh they are uh, building on the idea of their give a day get a disney day playbook and walt disney world has announced a new initiative to give back to central florida leveraging the 40th anniversary of the magic kingdom disney announced a 40-day campaign entitled shine on at a recent press conference uh disney's efforts launched on april 13th and continuing through may 22nd involved giving in excess of $1.2 million in Disney Helping Kids Shine grants to local communities. And there's an official website for this that we'll post on the show notes page. But uh, $1.2 million in 40 days? Hey, give that to me for Give Kids the World. You know? I mean, Disney does an enormous amount for Give Kids the World. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. That... that uh, that village, that village has so many areas uh, of it that are that are donated by and sponsored by Disney. So you really, you know, can't fault them for that. But you know, they can do a million two in forty days. It's going to take me forty years. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I'm looking, you know, to see if there's any like uh, travesties or or horrible. Horrible news stories. Has anybody come up with anything? Does anybody see anything? What's up with the hooker story? Um, I know, but I moved on from it. I saw a horrible looking Mickey Mouse out there trying to earn money on the street. What's that? When we were waiting for Jimmy Kimmel, there was a really freakish man dressed as Mickey Mouse across the street trying to lure people over to give him money for pictures and I don't know what the crap it was. It was like ghetto Mickey. Like it reminded you of Mickey, but it wasn't like the true Mickey. It was a rat. It was a yeah. rat. Yeah. Okay, they're all like strung out on crack. <laughs> but anyway, I mean actually the city of Hollywood actually had temporarily passed an ordinance to clear those guys off the street because pe- they were actually getting into fights with the tourists that weren't giving them money. So, But they seem to have come back. But they all look like they're strung out on crack. It's really bad. For those who aren't aware of what we're talking about, uh, where we are located right now is on the corner of Hollywood and Highland, Hollywood Boulevard, which is where you know the, you know, the, the Walk of Fame is with the, you know, the stars' names and the cement. Um, and right in front of the Grauman's Chinese Theater in that immediate area, which is right around the corner, a number of, um, let's call them aspiring actors. For, let's, let's, for being kind. But a number of aspiring actors will wear outfits like Superman and Batman and Spider-Man and Mickey Mouse. And I saw Woody. Uh, Michael Jackson is out there. Um we saw a Transformer yesterday. Exactly. So, And what these guys do is they stand out on the street, and if you take a picture with them, they ask you for a tip. And uh, a few months... <laughs> a few months ago, a few months ago, they had, as Nancy had mentioned, they passed an ordinance banning these guys because they were getting really aggressive with tourists, but they appear to have come back. Now, I think in one of the first trips we took here, we're right across the street 
from a large Methodist church, I believe it is. And uh, we witnessed uh, what we have referred to as street Jesus trying to get into the church only to be thrown out. And it's funny because the sign on the church says everyone welcome, but apparently everyone but Jesus. Everyone but street Jesus is welcome. And I say street Jesus, the guy had the long hair, the make-believe beard, like was all matted, and the white robes and the sandals, and he's walking around Hollywood Boulevard. It was freakish. You never know what you're going to see on the street. You honestly don't. That's one of the glory of it. It's like here in Venice Beach, you never know what you are going to see. Okay, glory is a strong word. (laughs) Glory is a very, very strong word. Yeah. I mean, because there are some really, I mean, these are obviously not professional costumes these guys are wearing. But, uh. Okay, so we were were driving home from from dinner yesterday, and, um, how do I want to put this? We're driving down the street, and all of a sudden, this bicycle crosses us. We're like, my husband and I looked at each other, and we're like, okay. It was. Obviously, a really bad case of somebody in drag riding a little bicycle down the street. <laughs> and he waved at my husband. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. So you never know what you're going to see around Hollywood. Exactly. So now there is, there actually was one news story that I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, actually, I'm going to talk about that because. Dave just did that interview, so I want to talk about that in a second. But um, I don't know how many of you heard that uh, the Department of Justice cracked down really heavy on these Internet poker gambling sites. They busted a whole bunch of them um, because even though they're located offshore, um, they are drawing business in the U.S., and it's illegal to gamble on the internet in the United States. Well, if you've ever watched any of the poker tournaments on ESPN, you might have noticed that uh, many of them are sponsored by these gambling sites. So in response to this, Disney has apparently dropped poker programming from, uh, from, their, from ESPN after these websites are charged. This is coming from Bloomberg. Bloomberg news um espn sports cable channel will remove poker advertising and programming following a federal indictment against gambling websites that sponsor televised tournaments poker has become a tv staple with programs on espn nbc fox Sportsnet, and the game show network the networks have scheduled 47 programs including repeats this week according to cardplayer.com espn the most watched u.s sports network which airs the World Series of Poker, declined to elaborate beyond its statement, according to Chris LaPlaca, a spokesperson. Uh, U.S. Attorney Preet Bar... Oh, what's his name? Preet Baharaha? Baharaha? In Manhattan, announced on April 15th a revised indictment against the founders of Poker Stars, Full Tilt Poker, and Absolute Poker. Poker stars based on the Isle of Man's Ireland, Full Tilt Poker, and Absolute Poker are both of Costa Rica, are leading online poker sites doing business with U.S. customers, according to prosecutors. Five sites displayed notices today that the FBI had seized their domain names. So I thought that was kind of interesting that Disney was forced to to pull that off of ESPN. Um, I mean, I realize it's a weak news story, but hey, look, I am, I'm working without a net here. <laughs> Um, I literally had about 20 minutes to prepare for this show, and it looked interesting to me. So, Nancy, is it interesting to you? Um, sure. <laughs> now, no, I wasn't. I was expecting some, because normally you give me a 35-minute answer to a yes or no question, so I was really hoping. <laughs> so. It's it's all dry. Um, now I know. Uh, I think going up this week, uh, Dave Parfit did an interview with somebody. Hold on, I got to pull it up. Unedited show. Unedited show. He did. He just did an interview with the guy from Survivor. The villain guy, 
Russell the villain dude. Well, because he's doing he's doing stuff he does stuff with Give Kids the World, which I thought was really cool. There's a great blog up about that. Hold on a second. Okay, Dave Parfit interviewed Keith Sholey, who is the director, writer, and producer for Disney Nature's new film African Cats, which is being released this coming Friday. So we are going to have that audio going up along with this show, which I'm sure Dave didn't wing it the way I am right now. Um, and but yeah, no, yeah, and he also has his interview with uh, the Survivor villain uh, on the blog, which is DesUnplugged.com. Do you want to say something? Well, actually, I mean the two different news stories about the uh, African cats and the El Capitan. Um, at every showing of African cats at the El Capitan has invited the Wildlife Learning Center to showcase a handful of exotic animals in their care with exotic, exotic animals from around the world. A presentation live at the El Capitan stage. The animal guys from the um, Wildlife Learning Center have rescued more than 70 different species of captive-born wild animals, and they're going to showcase those before the showing of African cats <clears throat> So that's going to be pretty exciting at the El Capitan. Also, in a di- tell people what the El Capitan is? Oh, it's the theater owned by Disney, which is... Right across the street from where we are now. Right across the street from where we are. <laughs> Hollywood Boulevard. The Okay. Also, in addition, African Cats Save the Savannah. In addition, everyone who buys a ticket to see the film opening week, April 22nd to, through the 28th, 2011 of African cats can help save the savannah. Disney Nature will make a donation in honor of each moviegoer to protect the lions and cheetahs and the land that they call home. That is cool. Absolutely. They always do so much really great stuff with uh, movie with movie premieres at the El Cap. Um, there's it costs a little more for a ticket, but it's always worth it. They always give you something, be it a stage show, be it. Um, They'll set up a, um, well, yeah, the, the, you get the organ concert at the beginning, and then the organ sinks back into the stage, and then you either get a little stage show, or if it's a big movie like one of the Pirates movies or something like that, they'll actually set up a canopy tent, um, you know, one of those big portable, um, oh, what do you call those things, you know, where you can have a, a big portable exhibition hall. And then they'll um, have, like, props and sets from the movie and things like that. They used to do all that in the old Jimmy in the theater that's Jimmy Kimmel's now. Um, what the two were connected. Um, oh, Teresa's still clapping. <laughs> um, and and so it's really worth your ticket. And sometimes it's tea or brunch with characters along with it. So yeah, it just depends on the movie. Cool. Cool. I know it is. It's the talking stick. Um, okay. Um, all right. That'll 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 do it for the news. Um, do we have anything that would pass as rapid fire? I mean, we got a couple things that I noticed on the. Fifteen days till the first Alaskan cruise. That's true. And because it was something I saw that I thought was interesting on the Diz homepage. Uh, well, uh, then I was, then again, I was wrong. <laughs> I thought that was, but <laughs> I stand corrected. There was nothing interesting there. Um, <laughs> Corey's, Corey's screaming at the, at, the, at the computer right now. Shut up! Dear God, make them stop. <laughs> Can you get drinks set up here? Or do you have to go downstairs? Can I go to my room? No. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna go up to the he's gonna go up to the ghetto bar he's got set up in our room because he has to run across the street to the ghetto liquor store. 
He no, he does. He does when we get here. He runs across the street to to, to buy a bottle of booze because he won't pay what. Uh, um, he he won't pay what uh, the hotel charges. Oh, and Nancy has started stealing the uh, the uh, toiletries from the hotel room I just rented oh, to do this. Well, maybe they, maybe I want them. Maybe I want them. No, I'm kidding. You're more than welcome to have it. No, let's do a little plug. They're a Vader refreshing Why should I do a plug for them? I, I had to pay for the room. Oh, mine does. Mine does. Well, Teresa and Kathy don't know how to use soap. There's no instructions. There's no instructions with the soap. So the two of them stand there and they stare at the bar and ask each other, what do we do? I don't know. What do you think we should do? I don't know. What do you think we should do? Can I eat it? I attempted for a lather. It just wasn't working for me. It's soap. It's soap. Jimmy Kimmel wore me up. Oh, yeah, that's right. You'll get to talk about Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. Enjoy that. I did. You want me to talk about that? Yeah, why don't we, um, Ashley, let's take. Let's jump right in. There. Uh, I, I want a five minute smoke break. smoke break. And then we'll come back. No rapid. I, I'm not seeing anything for a rapid. Yes. All right. Oh, yeah, he was saying that. Yeah, we, 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 covered, we covered the cruises last week. Oh, that's right. John did. John did all we covered that all last week. And you know, I uh, I hate the fact that the show goes up is going to go up like this. But you know what? It's it's kind of different, and <laughs> just a little bit, <laughs> little different, little little bit. Like this is how my mind works all the time. <laughs> You're all in my world now. Another reason they could stop and Oh, okay, yeah. Shut it down. Shut it down. Oh, all right. So let's take it. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a few minutes. Not that you. Not that it matters to the people listening because it's all. Just, we're just letting you know what we're doing. Pause for five minutes and come back. All right. All right. So we're we're back from our very long break. I know you guys were waiting for us. Um, and actually, while we took a break, we actually had a great idea. Yvette, Emil, and I were talking downstairs. And uh, we came up with an idea for a segment to do actually tomorrow. It doesn't, won't matter to you guys because you're probably going to be listening to it all at the same time. But um, tomorrow we have a pretty long bus ride after we leave uh, the Disney Studios. And uh, we and the time we get to uh, Disneyland, and we're going to do our email show on the bus. But what we're going to do is we're going to read our emails, and then we're going to let our our guests volunteer to answer them. I think that's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be like a it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I know that we have come up with one rapid fire. Actually, Ben, the fourteen year old wonderkind. From Canada uh, has come up with a rapid fire, and I told him that uh, he can do it. So here's Ben. Um, hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> so, um, as you all know, uh, well, most of you, that uh, Tokyo Disneyland reopened last Friday uh, after they stopped a little bit to find ways to reserve power because of the uh, earthquake and. Power, yeah, tsunami and the power outages. So, um, as well as uh, closing at 6 p.m. rather than 10, uh, they kind of shut down some air conditionings, uh, reduced uh, electric hand dryers uh, in the bathrooms, and uh, uh, right now he's doing good. Yeah. Leave him alone. I'm being bullied. Stage mother back there bullying the child. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Japanese, uh, Japanese Red Cross needs, needs as much help as they, uh, can get. Uh, so Tokyo Disneyland, uh, are donating 1,000 yen per room per night, uh, until May 14th. Um, that only, that's only 10 bucks for us, but for them it's a large amount and it can, 
every yen counts, and it would really help. So go to Tokyo Disneyland, I guess. Good job, Ben. Stage mom. <laughs> oh man, man. Yes, you can. I, I, you have. You can have this room, Ben. I rented this suite. Now you can have this suite. There you go. I have to protect you from your mother. What's the Canadian version of child and family services? <laughs> child and family services. A. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's cool they're, that they're donating uh, money. I, I, it's because it really is. I mean, it's such a nightmare over there. Yeah. It's such an absolute nightmare. We can't even imagine. No, we have no point of no, reference. No reference. Nothing like that has ever happened here. Um, you know, even Katrina and everything that happened with Katrina it pales in comparison yeah. to what has happened in. Uh, I think that's the only thing in our lifetimes we can probably relate in any regard to what's gone on in Japan. So, as you said, you know, a thousand yen per room night uh, to the to the Red Cross, um, every little bit helps. So uh, that's cool. Did uh, you know Ben was hard at work coming up with a rapid fire? Did I don't know anyone else? Crickets. Max put crickets in here. So. No, no, anyone, anyone? All right, all right. <laughs> Walter, did you need something? Okay, yeah, we're gonna let. Um, we thought it would be interesting to hear from Kathy and Teresa uh, about their experience at Jimmy Kimmel Live. Um, I realize this has absolutely nothing to do with planning a trip to a Disney theme park, but or you know maybe you're gonna you know spend some time in Hollywood before you. Uh, uh, before you head, backstage magic. <laughs> or you're going to go on backstage magic, and uh, you know Jimmy Kimmel live tapes uh, four nights a week here in here in Hollywood. And uh, if you haven't seen the show, it's a great show. Um, I love it. I I started watching it after the first backstage magic, and I become a regular a regular viewer. And because uh, it's really cool, we get to see like the the, the control room and. The green room where the celebrities stay before they go on the show, and we get to go into the studio. We get our picture taken on the stage. It's really cool. So, Teresa and Kathy, tell us how it went. Okay. Uh, well, it started out. We waited out front. We our uh, advent, Disney Adventure Guides took us over there, and we waited out front in a special line and got special colored armbands. Lovely green. Everybody else is wearing yellow. We got taken in first. And we thought, we were hoping, what, Kathy? We were hoping we were going to get better seats, like be down front. But that didn't happen. Now, we got dead center. Watch the show tonight. Oh, it's not tonight. It's night for us, but it's not tonight. It's, it's already gone. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Anyway, um, we were sitting dead center just off to the side right behind the camera. And we had a good good view of him. Um I don't know. It was fun, but th- I thought the the audience producer came out first and gave us our instructions and rules, which I thought was kind of interesting. What were the instructions? Well, you couldn't stand up once the show started. Uh, well, first, before we even got in, they took our cell phones and our cameras away. Yep, that's pretty much traditional out here. And you know, we were all freaking about that because Kathy, you didn't even how bring your. That, I mean, how, how does that? How does that work? That. You know, how do they know that they took your cell phone to give it back to you? I mean, there's 200 people in the audience. They give you a claim check when they take whatever. And then, like, when we went to pick the stuff up, you know, the bar that we saw on the left-hand side? That's where you go pick it up. But we, what we had done was Susan, who Susan was here on the boards, was with us. And she had her backpack. And they told, they told her... No backpacks could go in. I could take my handbag in, but she couldn't take her backpack in. So we decided to all stick our phones and our cameras in her backpack because we couldn't take those. In. That way, it'd all be together. Right. That was, and then we had to go through, you know, a little security check, and we went right in. She had the claim check. So when we got done, she picked it up and we got our stuff back. And that's when we found out. I had all these text messages. We're recording a show tonight. We're recording. 
So we're like running across the street. But what I found interesting is when we got let into the building and we were waiting to go into the studio, they opened the doors and they took our group in first and showed us where we were going to sit. We were the Disney squad. Yeah, they were calling us the Disney squad, which is kind of fun because there was 10 of us. And so they sit, seated us, and then we got to sit and watch. In the break- code for losers. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to watch them bring everybody else in. And you would think they just open the doors and everybody sits. They were bringing people in in, in as um, groups like five. groups. Like this, your, your group is together, like three people. And they were handpicking where they were setting everybody. Yeah. Like be based on how they looked? I don't know. Well, like seating people? Yes. That looked a certain way where the cameras could see them. Yes, that's what I think because there was one guy in a uniform. They put him right down front, and some really pretty people were down front. And then it was just bizarre the way they, you know, they pick and choose, pick and choose. Hold on, what is that bang? I don't want to know. <laughs> Something's going on at Hollywood Boulevard, but okay, go ahead. So they would pick and choose where they would put the people. And at first we thought there it wasn't going to be a full show. Right. And then they just kept filling it up and it seats 190, I think they said. Yeah. 190, yeah. And it filled up because at one time Susan got up to go to the restroom and she was the only empty seat in that row and they were trying to fill it up. They kept pointing and they asked Kathy, is that seat taken? And she's like, yeah, it's taken. So... But it was pretty well. Then they came out and showed us how to clap, and we had to cl- practice clapping. Not loud enough. More, more <laughs> yes. Longer. More enthusiasm. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was, oh, yeah. My hands are killing me. Mm-hmm. And then and they'd go, they'd hold their hands up, you know, hey, you know, kind of like Pete does to stop us from talking, that kind of stuff. And... <laughs> <laughs> the universal code for stuff. <laughs> it is a universal. Yeah, I just don't want you to hold it down here because there are buttons okay. down here. You could turn the mic off. Okay, don't want to do that. So. Okay, it's all good. It's all good. Okay, so anyway, but it was pretty cool. I mean, yeah. but we practiced clapping for like 30 or 40 minutes. It was just like forever. Yeah, it was like, Lou, clap, clap. Well, they don't know how to use soap, so yeah. <laughs> Well, it wasn't just us. Clapping for half It wasn't just us. It was everybody. And then they had a question and answer. They were making you feel good. Yeah. They would single you out. And they had a question and answer period, and everybody was asking questions. And Teresa asked the most important question of the night. I did, but Susan asked it for me. I wanted to know if if Jimmy wore boxers or briefs. (laughs) (laughs) And and they told me he wears a thong. But this was all not on the show. Jimmy Kimmel butt floss. <laughs> but they, they also were holding out a $100 gift card that whoever reacted the most or asked the best question at the end of the night would get the gift card. To where? Tell Pete. To the Apple store. Oh. Of course you didn't win, did you? No, they gave it to the commander down front. The, the fix was in. The Navy officer got which was fine. Yeah. You know, so... Then they, they threw T-shirts out to the audience, and they handed one to this. When we were waiting in line, there was this girl that her – it wasn't a skirt. It was a shirt, a really tight tube shirt that she'd made into this skirt. You know, I mean, it was everything. Everything was hanging out. They walked up and handed her a T-shirt at the – you know, before the show started because they'd been messing with her through the whole thing. But it was cool. Jimmy Kimmel looked like he was came from the Wax Museum. He did not look real. Really? And he looked tiny. He'd lost some weight. I mean, it just, it was weird. It was just really bizarre. He was, and when, during the commercials and, and all before, he, he was sitting at his desk, he looked like he was bored out of his skull. He was picking his fingernails. It was just weird. Wait, when was this? <laughs> when, when they take a break and, you know, he wasn't on the air. And we were all just sitting there waiting for the commercial or whatever. And the band was playing and it was loud. We were all clapping. Like everybody was freaking out. He's up there picking on his fingernails yeah. and looking at his nails like, okay. It was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't like he was preparing for a segment because there was nothing on the desk. There were no people around him. It's just like he totally zoned out from what was going on in the room. Yeah, it was weird. And the guests tonight were uh, Courtney Cox and Gary Busey. And I don't even know who the singer was. Who was it? Judy something or something. 
Jesse. Jesse something, yeah. But the band is outside when they they have the live music. It's outside. It's not inside the theater. So when that time came, they walk you out at behind the stage and out back. Oh, that's my room service. It's here. Oh, you actually have room service? Nancy did. She ordered me a grilled cheese. That's all right. Come on, come on in. No, leave it running. We're doing an eye the show. So, so what's your name? Oh, my name. My name is Paul. Hi, Paul. Paul brought our grilled cheese and, and sweet potato fries. You want to go sign for it? It's his Whose room is it? Oh, okay. $40 grilled cheese sandwich. Kathy got one too. <laughs> it's 80. Somebody under the bus. What's the room number? 329. 29. Everybody knows what room we're in. Walter sent us to the wrong room. <laughs> like a, we're all we're no longer in this room. The viewing here is absolutely fabulous. Can we just say that? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Pete. $40 grilled cheese sandwich. This better be the best segment ever. (laughs) Okay, Kathy, over to you. (laughs) And for all of you that watch Celebrity Apprentice with Gary Busey, that on the show he just looked like Mr. Scatterbrain or whatever, Gary Busey more or less had his act together tonight. Oh, no, no, no. I disagree. Well, no, he had his Buseyisms. He brought but, out a little a steno notepad and was reading stuff he wrote down. But he's he's promoting he's going to do a book. Yeah, Buseyisms. What were they? Buseyisms. Buseyisms. Is he ever on the smoking gun on uh, True TV? He might be. He's got big horse teeth. Yeah, I think I know you. And his hair. Well, we got to move the mic around. So he's going to talk. I think I've seen him on on True TV on the Smoking Gun, and he's, he says really odd things, right? Okay, I've seen, I, now I, I know who you're talking about now. I've seen him. So. Yeah, Google, Wait, oh, hold on a second. The way you know Gary Busey is some obscure show <laughs> on some obscure television station. Smoking Gun on True TV on Saturday nights. Yes. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing. No. I know him from his mugshot, from that freaky mugshot that... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he was interesting, and Courtney Cox looked amazing. Her incredible plastic face, and and it was kind of interesting, you know. Yeah, it it was interesting seeing it like up close and personal. Like if you watch these TV shows, to actually see the see Courtney Cox and Gary Busey. The studio was tiny, really. Don't you all think it you is, were in it's there? Tiny, it's a tiny, it, yeah. it it's real. The perspective you think it's really big, but it's not. All of them were that way. Ellen, Jay Leno, the whole nine yards. In fact, Jay Leno just moved into Ellen's old studio. Oh, really? Yeah. Not, I, I will say, though, not Letterman. Um, the, Ed Sullivan Theater is a nice size. Yeah. And so, you know, but Letterman keeps that theater at, like, you could hang meat. It's so cold in his theater. Really? Oh, my God. It is freezing in, in Letterman's There's theater. Right. He's, no, he's known for that. Right, I wasn't questioning whether he was right or not. I was questioning why it is that he only knows Gary Busey from some obscure television show. I mean, he's kind of a famous actor. I think the thing that that surprised me is, you know how sometimes when you're watching and they do something and the, the audience breaks out into applause, I thought that really was spontaneous. But they're flashing the little light to tell you to do that. Yeah. Oh, we had to practice laughing, too, before. Wow. You really oh, yes. That. Not just me. The just whole... Doesn't know how to clap. <laughs> doesn't know how to laugh. Doesn't know how to use soap. The whole audience had to practice. But we know now. Yeah, we know how to laugh. We know how to bring it out and laugh. Wait, and so you had to sit there and like, ha, 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 or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until they liked it. Yeah. Yeah. 
and level. Okay, okay. We, we just need a little pr- refresher course here for the people who can't use soap, lap, or clap. This device on the bottom of the microphone has dials and controls. It must be held up here. Not like down the here. Olympic torch. Like the Olympic torch. <laughs> it must be held up here. You may now proceed. Yes, we had to learn how to clap. And we we learned we learned how to laugh. It was all all good. The comedian though that they had warming up the audience was just amazing. And he looked like he could be Jimmy Kimmel's brother. Bald. A bald Bald, yeah, bald, Jimmy fat Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, it was bizarre, but he really pumped up the audience. And that, I don't know. I mean, the show wouldn't have been good without the guy. I mean, he was working. He was working the room and doing a good job. Now, was it? Was he only there like before the show started, or like in between commercial breaks? Did he? He was there because he was the one that kept us kept the energy. Oh, and before the show, they passed out um, rock star energy drinks to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Real. Wow. Every, yeah. Do yeah. They were wheeling up and down this little cart up and down, and everybody who had a wristband got a rock star energy drink to get y'all pumped up for you. <laughs> it was wild. And the, the comedian was also the photographer, so that after they did the interview, Jimmy Kimmel stood there with like Courtney Cox and Gary Busey and took their picture. Right, those are the pictures we see uh, when we tour the green room uh, backstage on our tour. Uh, we see pictures of Jimmy with, you know, everybody. So, okay, now compared to what you were expecting, I mean, I know you've never gone before. How how much did you enjoy it? Oh, a lot. I did. Oh, um, she did. I think differently about Jimmy Kimmel now. As he sat there and he was so disinterested, you know, I'm, I'm sure they all have to have like their downtime or whatever, but like he only came alive like when the camera came on and when they turned the camera off, you know, he would, he looked like he would much rather be somewhere else. Now, see, I think he was just like preparing for what and trying to go over. I think he was looking at Be that. nice. I am being nice. Yeah, I'm trying to be. I think that's what I think. I think he was just getting ready for the next thing he had to do, you know, preparing for it. And you know my only point of reference is public speaking. I can tell you the amount of energy it takes to do that, even after we do one of our shows, I'm exhausted. I am wiped out. So I can imagine having to maintain the energy level he has to maintain to keep his show interesting. And... In that environment with a live audience and the band and everything else, I would think he would probably have to conserve. I would think probably – I would like to believe it's more because I'm a fan. I like him a lot. So I'm hoping that that's what it is. And But, you know, Letterman did the same thing. You know, when I saw Letterman – and again, I apologize, people. I know this has nothing at all to do with Disney, but work with me here. Um, uh, when I saw Letterman, um, you know, at the commercial break – his jacket would come off, the cigar would come out, and he'd be drinking what I assume was coffee. And, you know, he had all these, like, assistants running around. And, and then, you know, but he never acknowledged the audience in between commercial breaks. He came out before the show and, and, and talked to us. But then, like, in between breaks, he didn't acknowledge the audience, didn't do anything. And then, you know, a couple seconds before they come back from commercial, he gets his jacket back on. People are putting him together, making sure his tie's straight, his hair's right. They get rid of the uh, uh, the cigar and he, you know, back on. So I think that's just how it's done. Well, I sort of disagree with that. For the money that they make, he, he could have been a little more lively. I know we've done both Jay and – I've got it. It's at the top. Um, <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> we've done both Jay and Ellen. And one of the things – Jay does exactly the same thing as, as that. But 
I think the difference is both Jay and Ellen both step off stage during that down period. And so they're not necessarily all in the audience. Now, that may vary from show to show. That may be different um, depending on what's going on with them. But Ellen was the same way. She didn't interact during – every once in a while, though. She, But that's Ellen. That's, I mean, Ellen's such a very different critter as far as a host and stuff. But yeah, I, I just think they're saving it for the show. Yeah. But, you know, that's – but I thought it was really cool. I would definitely recommend it if you can go see a live show. It's something you need to experience. But Kathy doesn't agree? Oh, no. I really enjoyed the experience. I just, you know, I, I like seeing how they put it all together. I just, I guess, you know, I was just a little disappointed in Jimmy Kimmel. I thought he was hilariously funny, but the downtime, like if they would have, he would have walked off stage. That would have been better to me. But see, when the downtime, we were supposed to be watching the chubby bald dude, you know, and listening to the band. We weren't supposed to be seeing Jimmy Kimmel up there picking on his fingernails. You know, I, I just, I, I didn't really see him when the, I mean, I saw him, but it was more like I'm watching the little dude dancing around and, you know, showing everybody the Apple card. Ooh, who's going to get it? Who's going to get it? You know, you know, freaking us all out. And, our group was having a great time, I think. I mean, Susan was having a good time. Joe actually got to get up on stage during the warm-up. And can I say this about the – oh, you weren't in here. Did I tell you about that? You had gone to smoke. Anyway, he had. He said he could juggle. And that was – they were asking me about any talent. So he raised his hand and ran down there like it was his 50th time running up on stage. And he got up there and he said his talent was juggling, but he didn't have any balls. <laughs> <laughs> And the little warm-up guy asked the band if they had three balls they could spare. No, you can't say that. I can't. Go for it, Teresa. It is what it is at this point. It's only a stream of consciousness show. But it was just so funny. I mean, Joe was just so confident, you know, just heading up there. And but then I'm like, oh, why did he go up? He didn't have his. <laughs> But the warm-up show was almost more tiring than the regular show, don't you think, Kathy? It was. And Joe didn't get a T-shirt either. Oh, he didn't. Oh, I guess. He didn't have his, his props. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like being in the bathroom in eighth grade. <laughs> Bald. <laughs> Time. Can we say it's been a long day? So, long day. so now anything would be funny. Just about. <laughs> but I don't know. It was worth it. I'd go if you, you know, if you got a chance to do it. Yeah, it's it's something that uh, you know. So far on each one of these trips, well, with the exception of the last one because the Academy Awards were getting ready to happen, so Jimmy Kimmel was on hiatus. But on the other ones, um, they usually have about ten tickets available to our group. And uh, they do a lottery. They draw names at random to see who wants to go. And, um, and everybody was passing on it. You know, when they were drawing it, they said, when they draw your name, you know, pass or... Well, for some people, they yeah. just what they want. They, they have plans to do other things in Hollywood that night or... Yeah, some had, some, someone had gotten tickets already on their own for it. They didn't know that, you know... Oh, oh and also, Big Moon Mullen on the boards, his wife, Wheezy... Can bust a move, bust a move, boy. The the what do you call it? the comedian that opened up the show? He said, "Everybody get up and start dancing." And she was like a wild woman up there doing moves I have never seen. And he came up and danced with her, and it was just. And Mark Mark Mullen was just sitting there like, "Okay, that's my wife." <laughs> she was just a wild woman, <laughs> but it was cool. It was good, all good. Good. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it and you had the experience. If for no other reason than it gave us a segment for the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, that will do it for uh, this portion of our show this week. We are going to ad lib a few, at least one other show, um, 
and our Disneyland team is going to put together a show for us this week as well um, so that uh, we have content to go up. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this very different episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Still recording. <laughs>